Welcome back to another episode of the Hitchcock Minute. Each week, Movies by Minutes was examined the 1959 Alfred Hitchcock directed thriller, North by Northwest. I am Batman, North Northwest. When the wind is suddenly, you are not the wind. I know an orc from an anshore. One minute of screen time per episode. Here is Professor Robert G. Black, your host for Minute 13. He can also be found on a podcast called Cock and Bull Minute, a Tristram Shandy story. I have chosen to stop calling him Capitalist Pig as there is no money in this sort of podcasting. It still bothers me that it was not until I started sorting out my notes to script these episodes that I realized that this interior was not actually the house in Old Westbury Gardens. I had specifically tried to discover the paintings on the walls by searching for things that had been part of the estate of John Schaefer Phipps, who had the house built. I've got bookmarks on Chrome about Phipps and his family. I really wanted to discover that this was once one... A note to my past self from editing. Only three shots in and you are already starting to slow down. Editing these is going to get really hard, isn't it? Side of Mrs. Phipps' study, shot from a different angle than many photos discoverable online, which meant this room had a secret compartment in it that contained a collection of violins. But instead, this is at best a stand-in. The front hall and this study are connected, so this does seem to be an actual house, just not the same one that serves as the exterior. I cannot find the various sculptures or pieces of furniture in any official images from Westbury because they are not there. And so much of the details are left to the blurry background anyway, so as to make it impossible to identify. Insert some sort of soundbite. A note to my past self from editing. You can't just demand that I find a good soundbite that fits in right there. It's not right. See what I did before I was you? Is in my notes, I wrote what soundbite I wanted. Or ideas for soundbites. Or I googled things ahead and already had mp3 files of the sound taken from those soundbites. You can't just say, insert soundbite. It's not how it works. We gotta work together. Just cause you're drinking, and I'm not, doesn't mean you win. You need to stop it. But my obsessiveness is not necessarily what you want out of this show anyway, is it? Redo that line. But my obsessiveness is not necessarily what you want out of this show anyway, is it? I will take your silence as a maybe. Okay. Now, see, that's funny. Yes. This is future me, note to past self and all that. You realized, even as you said that, the implication, right? The silence equals consent. I mean, you're saying maybe, so you're being silly about it. But it doesn't make up for... Okay, and for that matter, I admit it. I admit even to my recent future self who was just talking a moment ago that you're still bitter about that view to a kill clip not being findable, aren't you? Yeah, that's the problem. See, past you's all... Put a clip in here, and you're like, I'm not going to find that clip. I couldn't even find the one clip that I wanted. You know, does it even matter? Do we just let all the audio just happen? Let the mistakes be heard? No, 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 no. 
no, no, that'd be really bad, because it's just going to get worse. You know Past You just has another shot next episode, and two the episode after that, and it, 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 it gets, it gets, it gets weird. You gotta put a stop to it. You gotta make it sound good. Polish it. Clean up the background. You know, do your usual. You got this. Page 18 of the shooting script changes dated 9-19-58. Scene 31 continued. Thornhill turns away from the open door to face Van Damme and Leonard. Thornhill, Townsend, Townsend you're making, you're making a, a serious, serious mistake. mistake. Leonard eases over and closes the door again as the man, walking to the desk, says, This is not going to lead to a very, very happy conclusion, conclusion Mr. Captain. Catlin. The camera follows Van Damme to the other side of the study as Leonard heads back toward the entrance. Thornhill, off-screen. I'm, I'm not, not Kaplan. Man, I, I do, do wish you'd reconsider. Second 14, Angle on Thornhill and Leonard already at the door. Leonard, we, we also made contact, contact in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh since Jason, Jason committed suicide. suicide. There's a whole subplot that didn't happen to unpack there. But Thornhill turns toward Leonard, then back again toward Van Damme. Thornhill, angrily. What contact? I've never, never even been, been in, Pittsburgh. in Pittsburgh. Future me again. I was going to include here the reason I'm going to laugh in a second. I was going to make a joke about it. Of course, you would never admit to having been to Pittsburgh, but I've been to Pittsburgh a few times. It's an okay place. Parts of it are actually rather nice. <laughs> Angle on Van Damme as he puts on glasses. The other man is at the desk looking down at a piece of paper as he speaks quickly. Man. On June, June the 16th, you checked, checked into, into the, the Sherwin, Sherwin Hotel, Hotel in, Pittsburgh. in Pittsburgh. What was Keystone Athletic Club, built in 1928 at 14 Wood Street in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, became the Keystone Hotel in 1934, a Sheraton in 1951, and the Sherwin Hotel in 1956. In 1967, it was acquired by Point Park University and renamed Lawrence Hall, in honor of former Pennsylvania Governor and Pittsburgh Mayor David L. Lawrence. Pennsylvania Supreme Court Justice Michael Musmano lived in room 1917 of the hotel and was allowed to remain there even after Point Park acquired the building. Musmano notably testified in the 1950s edition case against Steve Nelson, a leader in the American Communist Party. Name recognition from this case may have helped Musmano to be elected to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court in 1951. He would serve until his death in 1968. His ghost reportedly still haunts the former Sherwin Hotel location. Really, you're talking ghosts now? I mean, I know you wanted fun facts on each of these hotels, going to like some weird deep-dive tangents, but then you're like, oh no, he lists like 17 hotels. We don't have time for this. You gotta keep the episode short and sweet. Save all the length for tomorrow's madness, right? Sorry, listeners. So, so sorry. Thornhill crosses the room to Van Damme, and the camera follows as Van Damme continues reading. Van Damme continued. As Mr. Mr. George, George Kaplan of Berkeley, Berkeley California. California. A week later, he registered the Benjamin Franklin Hotel in Philadelphia as Mr. George, George Kaplan of Pittsburgh. The Benjamin Franklin Hotel was built in 1923. In 1947, it gained some notoriety when the Brooklyn Dodgers were refused accommodations because of the inclusion of Jackie Robinson on the team. The Dodgers had used the hotel for years, stayed at the Bellevue Stratford that year, which, interestingly, was owned by Banker Securities Corporation, which also owned the Benjamin Franklin, and they made their permanent Philadelphia accommodations the Warwick Hotel thereafter. In the 1980s, the building was renovated and reopened as Benjamin Franklin House, an apartment building, sometimes just called The Ben. Van Damme continued. On August 11th, you stayed at the Stateland, Boston. August 29th, George Kaplan of Boston registered at the Whittier in Detroit. 
Statler was for a time the tallest building in Boston, excepting the Boston Custom House, after it was granted a special exemption to go beyond the then-maximum height of 125 feet. The Statler was 155 feet and covered an entire city block, the eastern half being offices, the western half being the Statler Hotel Boston until 1954, when it became the Statler Hilton Boston. Saunders Hotel Group saved the building when Hilton was going to close it in 1979, and while ownership has changed twice since, it has been named some variation of Boston Park Plaza since. The Whittier in Detroit opened in 1923 as an eight-story hotel. It was expanded with a 15-story section in 1926, and has among its many famous inhabitants members of the Purple Gang during Prohibition, Frank Sinatra, and the Beatles, who stayed there in 1964. In 2001, the building was shuttered. Though the smaller eight-story section has since been refurbished and reopened as Whittier Manor, the 15-story section remains vacant. Van Dam continued. At present, you are registered in room 796 at the Plaza Hotel in New York as Mr. George Kaplan of Detroit. You even noted in your notes that he was speaking quickly. But you just can't keep up with him anymore, can you? Well, you could, but then you'd be like uh, some mumbly unintelligible thing. Listeners, you might be better off. Plaza Hotel opened in 1907, but there was another Plaza Hotel at the same location that opened in 1890, demolished in 1905. It has had many owners over the years, notably when he purchased the property in 1988, Donald Trump called the property in an open letter to the New York Times, quote, a masterpiece, the Mona Lisa. For the first time in my life, I have knowingly made a deal that was not economic, for I can never justify the price I paid, no matter how successful the plaza becomes. End quote. His ownership ended in a prepackaged bankruptcy in 1992. Thornhill, tersely. Really? Man, in two, in two days, days you would do with the ambassador east of Chicago. Chicago. How does he know this? Also, how does he know that I got like a semi-OCD thing about breathing when I'm editing these things, because... Did you hear that? That's Van Damme. Dude's got a problem. Thornhill. Oh. Van Damme removes his glasses and puts them in his vest pocket. This is getting serious now. Man. And then and at the Sheraton Johnson, Johnson Hotel in Rapid City, South Dakota. Dakota. Seriously, this is a long time before the internet. Does Van Damme have agents at every hotel in every major city in America, or did Kaplan's people leak his entire travel itinerary for the year? You don't say it, so I guess I will. What kind of spy has a travel itinerary for the year? James Bond's always like, oh no, I have to go to Spain, and then he goes to Spain. Somehow he's got a place to stay, or he's got some woman he's going to hook up with, so he has somewhere to stay, and or some ex-friend or friend that we never heard about in any other film because they're very inconsistent. He's always got somewhere to go or he's got some nice hotel he's going to stay in because he makes these arrangements at the last minute and he still gets them because he's classy, he's got contacts, he's got money. He doesn't plan ahead to go to Chicago and Detroit and Rapid City and all these other places. What kind of spy is making this tour of the Midwest? Van Damme shouldn't have bought it. Van Damme should have thought, something's up with this. Thornhill, shaking his head. Not, Not me. me. Man, just give up already. So you see, there's very little sense in maintaining this fiction that you're deceiving us. So you see, there's very little sense in maintaining this fiction that you are deceiving us. Any more than we are just... Obviously, we'll finish with we're deceiving you. But this minute ends mid-word. Mm, that was short.
I'll give it some pauses. I don't know. Um, anyway, record the ending. You don't even have any idea yet how much you're going to compensate for the shortness with minute 14. <sighs> it's crazy. It's, it's wrong. I have been your host for Minute 13, Professor Robert E.G. Black. If you would like to hear more from me, check out Cock and Bull Minute, a Tristram Shandy story, a podcast in which, ostensibly, I will be eventually... Looking at the 2005 film Tristram Shandy, a cock and bull story, one minute at a time. However, nearly a dozen episodes in, I have yet to even get to minute one. You can find the Hitchcock Minute Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play, or at the main site HitchcockMinute.com. Find us on Facebook at The Minute on Washington Snows, or on Twitter at HitchcockMinute. Tune us here next time on the Hitchcock Minute. Goodbye, Mr. Thornhill, wherever you are.